the first place Boston Bruins losing to these Chicago Blackhawks. Are you kidding me? All right, everybody take a deep breath. We're going to talk about what to make of this loss here on today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Your Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be. I want to thank you so much for making Locked On Bruins part of your day, free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day. And today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The official sports book of Locked On. Make every moment more by visiting fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started. It's Wednesday, March 15th. The Bruins coming off a shocking 6-3 loss to the Chicago Blackhawks last night. We're going to talk about it in depth and try to make some sense of it and try to get some perspective as well. First, I want to remind you of the podcast. You can find it on Twitter and Instagram at LockedNHLBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren on Instagram as well. So what the heck happened last night? The Boston Bruins coming off a loss to Detroit on Sunday. Lose to the bottom-feeding Chicago Blackhawks on Tuesday night by a score of 6-3. to three. Taylor Radish getting his first career hat-trick. My old boy Mackenzie Entwistle getting the first goal for the Chicago Blackhawks. I covered him when he was a member of the Guelph Storm. Boston out-shooting. Chicago, 42-29. Once again, failing on the power play, allowing a power play goal for the Blackhawks. What is going on here? Two-game losing streak, two teams outside of the playoffs. Chicago much closer to the Connor Bedard sweepstakes than Stanley Cup contention. Well, for starters, it's very difficult to maintain an 800 point percentage over a full season it is borderline impossible only one team has done it in the shootout era and that was the chicago blackhawks back in 2013 which was a shortened season 48 game season they finished with the best record in the shootout era or the best point percentage i should say went on to win the stanley cup of course that year beating our Bruins in the final. Boston currently at 795 through 66 games, which is remarkable. It's outstanding. The Bruins are second in goals per game, first in goals allowed per game. They have the best penalty kill. That's the bigger picture here. Through 66 games, the Bruins are, what, 50, 11, and 5? If anybody 
told you that would be the case on March 15th, you would be ecstatic. A game or a loss to Chicago mixed in there, who cares? It's magnified right now because the Bruins clinched the playoff spot over the weekend, and now they're, you know, there's this perception that they peaked too soon or they're mailing it in. Um, but these kinds of games happen over the course of an 82-game season. Even the best of teams will lose to a Chicago every now and again. Look at Colorado last year. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning two years prior or in those two seasons. They had unfortunate losses along the way. It's going to happen. Linus Ulmark was due for some regression as well, allowing... You know, all those goals, he was in net four, uh, five of the goals against, and the 821 save percentage. He's still at 935 for the season. So big picture, Bruins still in a very good spot, obviously. But yes, some things are going awry. Since February 1st, they've dropped a bit in goals four per game, their third Goals against per game, they're fourth. The power play is ranked uh, 29th at the moment since February 1st. And if you want to cut it down to one thing that's troubling this team right now, that's it. Lack of success on the power play. You can't have a 12.5% success rate on the power play and dine out on five-on-five scoring each and every night. The leader since February 1st, Edmonton Oilers, 30.5%. Toronto Maple Leafs, 29.7%. New York Rangers, 29.4%. Carolina Hurricanes, 28.2%. Those are teams with legitimate Stanley Cup aspirations, and the Bruins are far below them in terms of the power play. That's one thing that needs to be fixed. And quickly. I was asked last night on Twitter, am I worried about the Bruins? Well, no. I'm worried about a lot of things in life. The Boston Bruins right now, not really one of those things. Big picture, they still have the best record in the NHL. They're on track for one of the best seasons in NHL history. They're one of the top scoring teams in the NHL. Second in that regard. They're the best defensive team in the NHL. They still have the best penalty kill. Yes, in recent weeks, those numbers are slipping. Again, third in goals for, fourth in goals allowed since February 1st. Penalty kill, not as strong as well. Since February 1st, they ranked 12th, 81.8. For the season, though, they are at... 85.3. So not a huge drop-off over the last several weeks. The biggest problem is the power play. And as Patrice Bergeron said after last night's game, it's a bit of a reality check at the moment. That's what they're getting right now. And we're going to talk about Bergeron's comments and what the big issue was last night here in a moment. But first, a quick word about 
today's sponsor, which is FanDuel. The FanDuel Sportsbook is the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network, and they have everything you need to put down some action on the NHL, and they're also the official sportsbook of the NBA. It's the perfect time to download their app. Because new customers right now get a no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. And you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. Don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet of up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to fanduel.com slash locked on. That's fanduel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Locked On and the NBA. All right, here's the thing. Maybe the Bruins are missing Nick Foligno. He was giving them an extra push over the first part of the season. We all remember his winter classic speech. But to doubt the Bruins right now is to doubt Patrice Bergeron's leadership. And I, for one, am not prepared to go there. And he stepped up after the game and had some pretty pointed comments. He said, right now we're disconnected. We're not playing the right way. We're cheating, and I think this league is going to humble you if you don't do that. They were humbled last night by the Chicago Blackhawks. That's what they're getting right now, he said. For us, like we've done all year, we've got to look at ourselves in the mirror. We know it's not good enough, and we need to go back to what's successful to us and what's been good to us all year. A lot of things we can learn from these past couple games. Specifically, he said, we're turning pucks over at lines when guys need a change and they can't change. They're staying in the ice for long periods of time. The Bruins need to be accountable to each other, he said. Sometimes you need a reality check, and that's what we're getting right now. The Bruins last night, it was partly a goal lead situation. Uh, They... Managed three goals on Alex Stalock, but Peter Mrazek, before being knocked out of the game, perfect 16 for 16. The Bruins outshot Chicago 42 to 29. They had the Lions' share of shot attempts in this one. Five on five, they had a 57.3 shot attempt advantage, a 60% shot advantage, uh, high danger chances. The Blackhawks had the advantage there, as well as in expected goals. So Chicago doing better to get to the net, make things more difficult for Linus Olmark. But the Bruins had their opportunities. And they had the advantage in terms of shot attempts, shots, except for the pairing of Connor Clifton and Derek Forbort. They, last night, 
were not great at all. They were on the ice for three goals, five on five. They were by far the bottom uh, pairing in terms of shot attempt differential, shot differential. The fourth line also was not very good. Uh, Of all Bruins players, those five guys, Garnet Hathaway, Thomas Noshik, AJ Greer, Connor Clifton, Derek Forbort, the only ones who were negative in terms of shot attempts, five on five. And Forbort, Clifton specifically, were on the ice for three goals scored against at five on five. That pairing was not it by any stretch of the imagination last night. And uh, Clifton was on for four goals against last night. On the other hand, Matt Grizzlick playing with Charlie McAvoy looked pretty good. And big question right now, who's going to be the odd man out when it comes to the blue line during the postseason? Uh, Connor Clifton didn't do himself self much favors last night. Perhaps he'll be the guy out. And then you have Grizzlick in there, or do you take Forboard out? Although he's important on the penalty kill, we all know that. Grizzlick McAvoy looked good. Do you go Grizzlick McAvoy, say Lindholm, Carlo, Forboard, Orlov? Who knows? Tough choices there for uh, for Jim Montgomery. But it was a reality check for the Boston Bruins last night, and. They can't simply rest on their laurels heading into the postseason. It's a delicate balancing act at the moment. You want to play hard. You want to keep putting up wins, but you also want to save yourself for when the games matter most. You don't want to get injured. You don't want to be playing like a game seven of the Stanley cup final. Although maybe that analogy doesn't quite work. Thinking back to a few years ago, but you don't want to be mailing it in and then enter the postseason kind of not feeling it. There's some teams that are fighting for their playoff lives, playing playoff hockey night in and night out at the moment. And sometimes you see those teams come in hot and they take out a team that has been kind of coasting for several weeks. The Bruins can't afford to allow that to happen. And again, to doubt the Bruins right now is to doubt Patrice Bergeron's leadership. I'm not prepared to do that. So you can go on Twitter. You can talk all you want about how the Bruins are going to collapse. I've had some comments here this morning heading for a crash landing. All the signs are there. Too much too soon. Um, Not a good sign. Can't lose to Chicago embarrassing couple of days maybe not worried but the last four games they look pretty mediocre a lot of bad habits creeping in um picking up bad habits when you play too comfortably shouldn't play hard and risk getting hurt going to the playoffs when they have nothing to lose now saving goals for playoffs they're sleepwalking it's laughable these are the kind of things coming into my timeline right now Um, and yeah, I get that it's frustrating, but 
right now we're expecting the Bruins to be perfect night in and night out. There's going to be games like this that come up over the course of an 82-game season. It is inevitable. The Bruins have dropped two stinkers, maybe three in a row, if you include the win over Detroit. Um, And yeah, it's easy to get frustrated, but Patrice Bergeron is on it. I trust in him. I trust in this leadership group and to not believe that they will turn it on when games matter most. They've been through the ringer here a few times. Bergeron, Marchand specifically. Three Stanley Cup finals together, including David Krejci. David Krejci didn't come back just to see this team clinch a playoff spot in March and then disappear. Marchand didn't have that double hip surgery just to fade when it matters most. He's he's getting back to where he needs to be. Bergeron didn't captain this team for a ridiculous salary just to see this team fade when it matters most. They're going to be fine. I'm not guaranteeing a Stanley Cup. So many stuff, so many things can happen, specifically in the playoffs. But I believe in this leadership group. And uh, I encourage everyone to just take a breath, take a step back. It's one game on a Tuesday night in March. There's still lots to believe in this team. Uh, Does that make sense? There's still much to be encouraged by this team. They are a very good team. And they have what it takes to win when the games matter most. I do believe that. Before we take a look ahead at tomorrow night's game against the Winnipeg Jets, a quick word about another one of our sponsors, Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all the fat and calories, then you have to try a Built Bar. We're well into 2023 now, and many people hold on to their goals to eat healthier. If you're like me, but you want to eat healthier, don't want to compromise taste, then Built Bars are the thing for you. They are so tasty. They're covered in 100% real chocolate. They come in amazing flavors, but they're also good for you. 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 17 grams of protein. You don't need to wait around for a box through the mail now either. You can still go to Built.com and build your own box, order it online, but you can also head to your nearest Walmart, Get a four box from the pharmacy section or head to Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13 bar box with hit flavors like brownie batter and churro, cookies and cream, double chocolate, coconut puffs. I know those all sound mouthwatering, but they are also good for you. So grab a built bar today, enjoy a delicious treat, feel good about eating something healthy, and thank me later. I guess I should award uh, award a big bear of the night uh, from last night. I really liked the third Lions game. Uh, Tyler Bertuzzi with a very strong effort on a goal scored by Trent Frederick. Frederick leading the team with, actually not leading the team, but he was up there with five shots on goal. He got one goal. He and Bertuzzi, I'm giving the big bears of the night. Bertuzzi came oh so close to scoring his first as a member of the Boston Bruins. 
double postage, just bouncing out. Uh, that could have changed the complexion of the game. I really liked that trio. And again, when Taylor Hall comes back, it's going to be difficult to see where everybody fits in. Um, Frederick likely bumped to the fourth line. You could have a third line of Taylor Hall, Charlie Coyle, and Tyler Bertuzzi. Like, come on. Uh, that That's pretty ridiculous right there. Fourth line, who's going to be the odd man out? Will it be Hathaway? Probably not. AJ Greer, Noshik. Again, that line played very well the other day. Not so much last night against the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Boston's next game will be played tomorrow night against the Winnipeg Jets. Uh, I probably won't record a podcast tomorrow as it's March break up here, and I'm uh, planning to uh, do a day trip with our boys down to Niagara Falls. So a quick preview of this game here coming up tomorrow night. The Jets, they're 3-5-2 and two over their last 10 games, so they are you know, kind of vulnerable at the moment. They do have one of the best goalies in the NHL in Connor Hellebuck. He's always a guy who could steal a game for you. But they're 3-5-2 over their last 10 games. The Bruins beat the Jets in Boston back on December 22nd by a score of 3-2. Their power play, not really super strong at the moment. They're ranked 15th in that regard. Penalty kill, very strong, however. They're fourth ranked, so special teams could be a big factor in this one. Uh, They have the 18th ranked offense, 11th ranked defense, and Nikolai Ehlers, very strong for them over their last five games. He's got six points. Newcomer Nino Niederreiter has four goals over the last four games. Kyle Connor with five assists. So they're getting production from some key players at the moment. Uh, This won't be an easy game for the Boston Bruins. Uh, Winnipeg fighting for playoff positioning. They're led in scoring by Kyle Connor, 27 goals, 73 points for them. Um, Mark Shifley, 38 goals, 22 assists for 60 points. Our old friend Blake Wheeler, Always strong. Uh, Josh Morrissey having an otherworldly season on the blue line with 67 points back there for the Jets. Connor Hellebuck, a 919 save percentage. And we might see Jeremy Swayman in net for the Bruins. He's at a 913. Linus Allmark still at 935 despite the poor game last night. So it'll be a tough matchup. I would expect it to be fairly low scoring. Um, and the Bruins will be in tough to break this mini two-game slide against the Winnipeg Jets. Then they'll travel to Minnesota to take on the Wild, right back at it on Sunday against the Buffalo Sabres, and we'll preview those games coming up on Friday's episode after taking a look at what happens tomorrow night in Winnipeg. So again, deep breaths, everybody. It's going to be fine. These games happen. Still a lot to like about this team, obviously. Hope you're all having a great week. Take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll talk to you again likely Friday here on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your favorite team every single day.